so hit it. Hello and welcome to This is the Play Sports, the podcast. We're here inside uh, This is the Play Sports headquarters. It's incredibly cold outside in, in gorgeous Davis County, Centerville, Utah. We're here nestled by the fire, staying warm. Uh, there are plenty of space heaters around us as well. Um, this guy gets cold really easily, so the that's kind of a must. The old man gets cold. Yep. Yes. Uh, but it's good to be back with you for another episode of This is the Play Sports, the podcast. Just a reminder, you can find us on Apple, Spotify. This is going to be in video format. Haven't done this in a little bit, but this will, this will be uploaded to uh, YouTube. Um, please like, review, comment, you know, tell us what you the think. The website is kicking up a notch. We're going to... We're- we're yeah. going after this now. Yeah, we're going to have some great content for you, so please check it out. Um, but today, we, we got quite a few things. Oh, and I should remind people, uh, we're going to get back into our uh, contest, and I'll probably do a drawing maybe at the end of this episode. We'll de- we're definitely going to try to get back into it next episode. Yes, we do save this a lot, but yes, we are going to do it. And I'm, I'm happy to announce that we have secured uh, a promise from Jim Burton, former sports columnist at the Standard Examiner. Friend who of the show. It. Who wrote a book that he's going to give an autographed version of his book for our first prize. So, And our recommendation is that you encapsulate that in uh, Lucite or some sort of some material sort of that psych, can preserve yeah. it through the millennium because it's going to be worth a lot. Um, but let's hop right into the show. It's uh, good to be with you guys again. Just uh, we're, we're just days after uh, the AFC and NFC Championship games. That leads us to our first, uh, first quarter topic. Super Bowl 57, Eagles, Eagles, Chiefs. Um, a little bit of local interest here, wouldn't you say? Yeah, on both sides. You know, you got the Philadelphia Eagles. You've got Britton Covey to cheer for. You've got Brian Johnson, who's done a phenomenal job. They, um, they say he's the one of the hottest names in, in coaching right now. Coaching Jalen Hurts as the quarterback's coach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was talking to Jim Burton, ironically enough, mm-hmm. Austin, and we were talking about if the Dallas Cowboys were to make a move, maybe with the offensive coordinator position, that maybe Brian Johnson would be a good hire He's since he worked guy. with Dak Prescott. Yeah, he worked at that. That'd be a really good hire, actually. I know they, they fired uh, Kellen Moore, who uh, uh, signed with the Chargers earlier today. So that availability is there. I, that makes a lot of sense. Brian Johnson's also a, a Texas native. Yeah. Um, so, that I makes mean, a lot of sense. It seems to make a lot of sense. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, He's somebody that helped Dak uh, become as successful as he has. Yeah, um, but uh, obviously uh, Mississippi State, of course. He needs somebody to help. And then let's jump over to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. You know, it all begins with Andy Reid, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, UYU guy there. And uh, joined uh, by Kyle Whittingham's son on his coaching staff, Alex uh, He's a quality control coach, yep. and there's a BYU assistant uh, or, for, or quality control guy there as well, and Marcus Kemp, former uh, Leighton High School um, standout, had a had a nice catch in the uh, AFC Championship game. Typically a practice squad player, but he, there's a chance he could be yeah, activated fact, for he, the Super Bowl. He was shifted back to the practice squad this week, but with the injuries they have at wide receiver, there's a pretty good chance that he could be on the active roster for the Super Bowl. Yeah, so that'd be nice. So there's a little local, some local interest there. And I, I think the... The name that stands out that I think everybody around here is going to be most excited about is Britton Covey. And, I I mean, I feel like we talk about Britton Covey every week. Right. Um, but I think it's kind of warranted in a way. Because his story worker, is so great. And, you know, he's overcome his, uh, 
his small stature to become quite a football player. And, and his you know, age. Uh, to be a rookie at age 26 or 27 is a pretty rare feat in well, the NFL. When he suffered that uh, serious knee injury, I had the opportunity to go up there. You know, I've said this before, and, and watch him during his rehab and interview him while he did it and let us take a photographer with us. That guy worked his tail off, and he uh, he deserves everything he gets. And uh, he's just a good football player, plain and simple. It, it would be really exciting to see him have like a a very electric moment in the Super Bowl. Obviously, being a punt returner, that potential is always there to right. to break one open. You hope he do, maybe doesn't muff a punt, uh, something of consequence. But um, yeah, it can go either way. But you know, way. but I kind of think my eyes are going to be on Brian Johnson because. Mm-hmm. If Jalen Hurts continues his progression and the way he's going, you know, Brian Johnson's certainly putting himself in position. You know, maybe he's happy in Philly. He could stay there too, you know, but Mm -hmm. I would think some other teams would be interested in him, especially if Hurts has another big game. Yeah, it seems like he's just on kind of an astronomical trajectory right now. And you and I talk about this when we watch football every weekend is like he's probably just if, especially with the kind of this movement in the NFL to hire like a young players coach in, in the head coaching position. He's probably just a few years away from getting that opportunity. If he continues to yeah. to be successful, well, so. it's something to watch. Now we got a week or two weeks before the super bowl. Mm-hmm. Next week is the pro bowl, which is going to be Can't different miss. this year. Yeah. It's flag Fla- football. What do you think of that? Who cares? Did anybody, nobody cared either what, beforehand. I, I, I've, I've been to a pro bowl. I went to the pro bowl in Orlando Absolute snooze fest. No, it's not interesting at all. So, so this, don't care I mean, anyway. yeah, I don't think it being a flag football. I still think they should play this after the Super Bowl, <laughs> so that you can get the guys that are in the Super Bowl playing. And if you're going to have a true All Star game, and nobody cares a week before the Super Bowl, why would they care a week after? Mm-hmm. Should we make Super Bowl predictions now? Let's sure that for a future. Uh, it's up to episode. you, and we can make early ones. We'll call these the early predictions. Yeah, let's just go with our guts here. I, I am. Going to be rooting for the Eagles, but I've I've got a feeling the Chiefs are kind of a, a juggernaut. I'm going to go Chiefs 31-24. You know, the Chiefs came out angry. They, uh, the Bengals were talking a lot of trash. The mayor of Cincinnati was talking trash. Kelsey mm-hmm. went after him after the game. Um, they seem to be very motivated, almost like Cincinnati was motivated at Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm going to go with the Eagles mm-hmm. and fly Eagles fly. I don't really have a horse in the race being a Seahawks guy, but uh, I'm going to go with a, uh, a 24-17 or 24-21 Eagles, but that's two weeks out. We'll yeah, see. We'll see how we feel when uh, more storylines develop. So uh, let's, let's hop into quarter two here. Um, Something that you and I had heard for a while. I think we had been a little bit coy about this um, on the podcast, right. uh, but it was made official um, earlier last week or something. But the uh, big news, uh, kind of not happy news, I guess. The the Salt Lake Bees are going to be moving out of Utah's capital city and into Daybreak a property, uh, a brand new stadium in the South Jordan area in 2025. Um, you and I have both written about this for the website. I predicted this would happen. I predicted it would be upsetting uh, when it became official. Sure enough, it, it became official, and it, it was upsetting. Um, let's. I mean, it, it, as someone who we both spent so much time at the ballpark 
in our right. lives professionally and just for fun as well. Like what's, what's your reaction? I, I, I know it, I know it's not great, but let's just hear you vocalize it. No, I'm very disappointed. And I think it's a shame. I think 13th South, uh, been home to baseball for a long time. The view's fantastic. I realize the neighborhood around there has gotten real sketchy and, and I blame Salt Lake city for that more than, uh, than the bees. It's not like, you know, and maybe the Miller group could have bought all that property around the stadium and, and built it up, but uh, you it's know, it's important they, to note that the the stadium is not owned by the Millers; it's owned by Salt Lake, Salt Lake City. So yeah. that that's a big part of it. Yeah. So you know, do you build around something that you have a lease on? You know, mm-hmm. would be what it comes comes down to. But I think it's very disappointing. And I talked to somebody who is uh, close to the Miller organization, who said Larry would not be happy with this move. And you can say what you will. I, I researched the fact that a lot of the uh, teams in the old PCL or AAA West, as it's called now, mm-hmm. play in downtown stadiums, uh, El Paso, places like that have really uh, accepted uh, you know, just having that part of the downtown lifestyle. And then, then you got teams like Las Vegas that moved out to the boonies, you know, and they're averaging 6,000 fans and that. But, you know, if the team's out at daybreak, you don't see them when you're driving I-15 through the valley. Mm-hmm. Do you even know they exist? And, and and I realize people in Daybreak have money, but are they going to support that team to the tune of something better than having the Salt Lake City market? I just think it's a, I think it might be a hot to go to the new stadium for a couple of years. And then I think out of sight, out of mind. And, you know, I think the Utah Grizzlies kind of suffer from that a little bit too. Yeah, I think so. Being out in West Valley, you know, and so. I, I, uh, I think, I think, I imagine the decision makers at the Miller company imagine a situation where the people who live in daybreak, you know, just get out of their houses in the summer and walk to the ballpark with their families and have a a wonderful summer night together. I don't, to your point, I think that will happen to some degree. I don't know if that momentum will last. Well, what's going to happen to the guy that works in Salt Lake City? They'll never drives back game. to Centerville or to Provo or whatever to pick up his family and then drive to Daybreak to a baseball game, especially on a school night. No way. You yeah. know, I, I just I think it's a loser of an idea. I think it's a shame. And uh, as someone who grew up with Dirks Field and uh, – Named after you. Most some people don't know that it's actually named after you. They spelled it wrong, but other than that, it was pretty cool. But I just think it's a it's a loser, and I'm really um, disappointed. But I have to think this had to has something to do with negotiations with Salt Lake City and redeveloping that neighborhood because that neighborhood is scary now. It really is, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of crime and a lot of homelessness and a lot of situations that need to be dealt with. And maybe uh, maybe mankind needs to be a little more gentle and and receptive to those people, and maybe that's more important than where they play baseball. But uh, you know, I, I just I, don't I think, see people going to daybreak ten years from now to a baseball game. No, I, I completely agree, and I, I I think as as much as like a lot of people are disappointed in the Miller Company for the move, I think that's fair. Um, the Salt Lake Tribune, I don't know if you saw, they did kind of a full page spread that like really eviscerated. The Miller Company in the headline. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think, you know, to be fair, you know, I think they're somewhat trying to do the right thing. They're partnering with Salt Lake City to invest $100 million into that area. Um, One thing that I thought was interesting in in that press conference that um, Salt Lake City Mayor uh, Aaron Mendenhall said was this area could be home to the next iteration of, of the Delta Center 
or Vivint Arena, they could put the next multi-purpose in basketball arena there. Like that, that's something yeah. that's not impossible. Time will tell, though. I guess it's not. And whether that redevelops the neighborhood, I mean, you know, they built a lot of a commercial property around the the Delta Center and stuff. And so, I don't know if that or whatever they call it now, Vivint Arena. It's Vivint for a few more months. But yeah. you know, it, it, it's interesting to see if it'll actually re. You know, what they can find, figure out, will redevelop the, that area. But yeah. I. But let's let's think about the human beings that are sleeping on the street tonight and stuff. And something needs to be done to help them. Yeah, that, that area is rough. But moving and, uh, baseball may not be the the answer. Yeah, that area is a little rough right now. It's it's going to be uh, interesting to see what it looks like in 2025. So we'll see. Uh, hey, let's take a halftime break. Um, uh, my refreshment uh, today is a can of Mountain Dew. I'm trying to drink less of these, but, you know, for the sake of the podcast, I'll have one right now. And since my wife is uh, generously serving as our engineer today, I'm drinking water. Terrific. Um What's that? How is that related? Well, I'm just trying to make you happy. Yeah, he's doing it under your, your supervision, so. <sighs> halftime. Uh, what a halftime. Well, yeah, so well, we jump back to well, the second half? That's it. Back to it. <laughs> um, all right, so quarter three. Speaking of Delta Center, Vivint Arena, um, this month we're, we're talking right here at the end of January. Um, February, of course, is going to be a big month for Salt Lake City. Uh, I think I saw over 100,000 people are expected to visit Salt Lake um, in February with uh, um, a, a, some sort of monetary flow of over $200 million. I'm talking, of course, about All-Star Weekend when this all comes together, February uh, 17th through the 19th. Um, should, be, should be a lot of fun. I, we already know who the starters are. Um, we'll just go through the Eastern Conference um, right now pending – how his uh, injury recovery, go, re- recovery goes. Uh, Kevin Durant leads that group. Um, he's also joined by Kyrie Irving, Yanis Antetokounmpo, um, Jason Tatum, and Donovan Mitchell. Uh, you've probably heard his name. Uh, Western Conference starters include uh, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, uh, Nikola Jokic, and Zion Williamson. Um, I think. I think. Uh, I think. Uh, just looking at the starters. Um, I mean, some people thought Laurie Markkinen might have been deserving of a of a nod in the starting lineup. Um, do you do you see any anything you disagree with there in the starting lineup? Not especially. I mean, I think the Zion Williamson thing. I know the Pelicans have played well with him, but he's been so injury prone. Um, makes you wonder if he deserves a spot, but um, as a starter. But you know, I think what people forget about the All Star Game is. They're not catering to Salt Lake City. No, They're of catering not. to the NBA. And, um, you know, I think marketing's going to be a, a borderline decision, believe it or not, considering the, the year he's having. He deserves to be on, but I don't think they're going to make special consideration to, to put a jazz guy on there just for the sake of putting a jazz guy on there. But uh, hopefully I, I, he'll make it and he deserves it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to slightly disagree with you there. I, I, th- I think um, just from... What I've been reading, I, I would be really shocked if the NBA coaches who pick the reserves, they're going to make that announcement on February 2nd. Um, don't give Laurie Markin in the nod. He's having a he's having an unbelievable year. Uh, he's averaging 24.9 points per game, uh, 8.6 rebounds a game, and he's shooting 43.2% from three for about three made triples a game. Right. You could make an argument if it, were, if it weren't for guys like um, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, 
Um, maybe Yanis. That uh, Laurie Markkinen might be one of the best seven footers in the game right now. Yeah, and Sabonis is doing a great yeah. job in Sacramento on that. Um, I think one thing uh, you know that's interesting on this uh, an omission is Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. 33 points, 10 rebounds a game, and he's not voted an all-star, and he's a starter, and he's playing in a big market like Philadelphia. Yeah, that is interesting. I, I imagine, and we were just talking about this before we started, if if Durant isn't able to go in time, I, I think it's safe to assume that Embiid will take his spot uh, as a starter. Um, I'm going to make a prediction right now, just looking at the, the starting lineup. I, just I'm going to put, just going on the record right here, all-star game MVP will be Donovan Mitchell. Wouldn't be surprising. I mean, he I put think up, there's a what, narrative there, yeah. 71 points in the game earlier this year, and mm-hmm. you can talk about Markinen coming in the trade and all that. I mean, the Jazz gave up a very good player, obviously. Yeah, they, they did. But, you know, I, I think I think we've seen the way Mitchell's spoken in the media, the way he's his attitude has shifted in, in Cleveland. Uh I, th- I think he's happier outside of Utah, and I think that might be a hard pill to swallow. Right. Um, I'm not sure the Jazz would have gotten this level of play from Donovan Mitchell. I think he's. I, think I, he's, can't, I can't see him scoring 71 points for the Jazz. Yeah, I, I think he's happy to be in the the post Quinn Snyder era. I think he's happier to be in the post. Uh, you know, to be out of Utah a little bit. Well, um, speaking of happy, it was nice to see Adrian Dantley return to the Jazz and yeah. get honored and uh, welcome back to the arena the other night. And, yeah. You know, he kind of had a stormy relationship at the end. But when yeah, I was back in the day when I was a kid, he was a heck of a player. And, and we've seen that before with other Jazz guys like Darren Williams, you know, um, Carlos Boozer to a little degree, where, you know, maybe they their, their tenure with the Jazz ends poorly, but they come back and they understand that they they were loved and appreciated. And I think that'll be Donovan Mitchell's legacy here. Um, just re- Oh yeah, we should mention I'm sure you if you follow the show you also are aware, you know, the 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 raw the raw it's going to be an interesting selection process. So there's two captains. Uh, there's team LeBron, team Yanis. Um, and they'll be uh, making selections literally minutes before they tip off. They'll, it's it's going to be like a pickup style. Um, they're going to hand out the, the jerseys right there on the floor. Supposedly. Oh, I didn't so, know that. That'll so, yeah, that'll be kind of cool. Yeah, it's supposed to be like, you know, pickup style. Like, hey, you, 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 you know. I'm sure whoever gets picked last will get laughed at maybe, you know. Luckily, Rudy Gobert isn't going to be in the All-Star game this year. Otherwise, it would probably be him, and that would probably be embarrassing. Um, but this should be fun. And uh, real quick, before we move on to the fourth quarter, we should add, you know, a lot of great activities, um, events going on, All-Star Weekend. Um, everybody loves NBA All-Star Saturday. Uh, Mike Conley is expected to participate in the Skills Challenge. And Malik Beasley, who right now is leading the Jazz in three-point percentage, um, is projected to be in the all in the three-point challenge. Interestingly, though, I don't know if they'll be wearing Jazz uniforms because both those guys are have been tied to trade talks. And the trade deadline is February 9th. Well, it'll be so. interesting. And a lot of these activities, like just to jump back to that, are at the Huntsman Center, yeah. too. So, yeah. So it, there should be plenty of opportunities for local fans to go and be part of All-Star Weekend. And I think get Shaquille, your wallet out. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal is, host, is DJing a party downtown, I think, on, like, Friday or Saturday. And I, I might buy a ticket to go. That sounds kind of fun. So There you go. Yeah. All right, so let's let's stay right here in the theme of hoops. Here we're going to talk um, 
So we're going to spend a, a good deal of time on this in quarter four. I think it's it's worthy of our time. Um, I don't know if everybody's aware of this. I think they should be. I imagine if you follow the show, you're a big sports fan of sports. You're a big fan of sports in the state. Uh, Utah women's basketball is very good. Yeah, Lynn Roberts has done a heck of a job. They're what, 18 and two, mm-hmm. ranked seventh in the nation. Um, you know, they happen to be in the same conference as number two Stanford. So. Right. It kind of maybe prevents them from uh, dominating the conference, but boy, she's done a heck of a job, and that it's going to be a fun team. And you said uh, there's some projections now that they may be able to host a couple games in the Huntsman Center. Yeah, that's right. I think the latest ESPN bracketology has uh, the Utes as a one or two seed, which would put them playing uh, their first and second round games at the Huntsman Center, which is huge. So they can go into you know the the Sweet Sixteen having rested you know in their beds, you know using their own facilities. NCAA um, tournament returns to the Huntsman Center. Yeah, so that, which is always fun, right? You know, it's men, been a women, while. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, but it, I mean, you know, you, then you get into the Sweet Sixteen. We're obviously talking, you know, way in advance right. here, but you know, anything can happen at that point, and it could yeah. be a lot of fun to see how the Utes do. They they had a great game uh, yesterday, uh, Sunday, the 29th. ninth. Uh, our good friend Tyson Ewing was on the call. Um, uh, Alyssa, Alyssa Peely, I hope I'm saying that right, had 23 points and a buzzer beater to beat uh, UCLA, and this was the first uh, top 10 matchup in program history. Yeah, the end, so. they're doing well, and uh, you know, it kind of reminds me back uh, as of the Deseret News in 2006 when Utah made it to the Elite Eight. Um, that team with Kim Smith and Shona Thorburn, they uh, Morgan Werborn was they, on that team. They put well. some good things together under Elaine Elliott and. Uh, you know they lost in overtime. I think they. I think the, they were a made free throw away from going to the final four. Or yes, something like and that, they yeah. lost in overtime to Maryland, who went on to win the national championship. Yep. So uh, they almost had them beat. And uh, the only bad thing about that was I got stuck in Albuquerque for a couple extra days. Ah. But uh, hey, as long as the ribs were hot, I was okay. Albuquerque. I spent a month there one night. Yeah, I right? got that right. <laughs> Yeah, so kudos to 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 the Lady Utes. Um, I don't know if they like to be called that, but yeah, it's, no, they it, don't. But oh, just, my bad. The Utah women's basketball team. So it's been it's been cool. Lynn Roberts has been there for eight years now, and every year they've steadily improved. Um, it's it's exciting to see it all come together. And she's a cool lady. She's just she's very cool. nice. Yep, she's very cool. And uh, our friend Tyson Ewing is having a good time uh, being the voice of the the women's basketball team there. So wish him well. I know he's having a heck of a time. So yeah, that's good stuff. Let's uh, that concludes our four quarters. Um, again, thanks to everybody who's tuned in with us this far. Please uh, like and subscribe if you haven't already. Um, this is the portion though where we do our parting shots. Um, yeah, what's what's your parting shot? You know, I have two this week. Um, one was uh, I want to give a shout out to Kyle Kuzma. Uh, there was a nice uh, feature on Good Morning America that I was watching and. He donated a million dollars to the rec center that he grew up in. His mother was there in Flint to uh, present the large check to the people there. And, you know, when Kyle played for the Utes, he told me when he got to the NBA, he was going to do something to take care of the people back in his hometown of Flint who've been troubled by water problems and and crime and all that and, and, you know, unemployment. And, uh, you know. It's it's one of the probably hardest 
to live cities in the country, I would imagine, right and now. And that was shot in the arm to get a million dollars for that rec center. So, you know, he's giving back, and that was heartwarming. And then I wanted to give a Steve a, a shout-out. I put I leaked it out early. To Steve Brown. Um, Steve Brown, a longtime broadcast, sports broadcaster in the air. He's kind of mentoring me. He calls me once in a while as I get ready to gear up for a kidney transplant. Steve went through one, and... Uh, He's on the other side of it now and feeling good and doing well. And, and I just wanted to give a shout-out and a thank you to, to Steve for reaching out to me and helping me through this uh, this unique process because I, I don't think I've never known anyone other than Steve to have a kidney <laughs> transplant. And so it's a little scary and all that. But uh, and obviously i got to thank my wife and you and Sammy and my, you know everybody that's helped me. This has been... A journey, but uh, I wanted to just thank Steve publicly for uh, reaching out to me. Yeah, I'll echo that too. Yeah, big th- big thanks to Steve. He's a good guy. Um, yeah, longtime sportscaster here, so has a has a good great legacy here. And and he's he's, a good friend, uh, he's doing some big Sky games. We were staying oh, with Joe Cravens, and nice. so if you get a chance, if you have ESPN Plus, you can uh, see Steve in action. But uh, he's just been wonderful to me. So yeah, that's great. Well, my, my my parting shot is a little less tender. Um, I, I I went skiing for the first time a couple weeks weekends ago, which is maybe surprising for someone who's lived almost their whole life in Utah. Um, I went skiing for the first time as a thirty year old uh, up at Snowbird, and I really liked it. So I think I have to give a shout out to uh, our skiing community here. Um, obviously, Olympic sports are huge here. A lot of people ski rec- recreational, recreationally around here. Um, I get it now. I didn't get it for a while, but now I, I, I get it. Skiing is a lot of fun. Um, if I can just do a plug for Ski Utah, um, we have 15 fabulous world-class resorts here. Um, it's easy to, to it's really it's easier than I thought to get started. Um, my, my teacher was really cool, really nice. I could talk about this for a while. I had a really good time. Um, there's something else I wanted to add. Well, about poor that. Austin, you know, he grew up in a family that does not ski. Yeah. Uh, his mother and I are not skiers mm-hmm. and, uh, we frankly like the snow when it's up in the mountains and mm-hmm. wish it would just stay in the mountains. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's been fun to see you jump into that. Uh, hope but, it's more successful than your snowboarding career. Yeah. As a, as a teenager, I went snowboarding, um, once and uh, I, I didn't make it down the first run before I fell on my head and got a concussion. And um, I followed the ambulance from uh, from the, the canyons to to primary children's to hospital. primary children's hospital. And, you know the scary thing of that was was the guy the ambulance drivers told me if we kick on our lights uh, then we got an emergency situation just follow the ambulance and I'm like so I'm driving down that canyon waiting for those lights to come on and luckily they never came on mm. so yeah. I don't, I don't really have a, a memory of this, so I'm, I, I'm, I think it worked out, so I think we're good. I, I remember what I was going to say. Here's an interesting fact. We're having an exceptionally good winter with all the snow. It's the, it's the, best, win, it's the best winter for snow in the last 40 years. And cold. Yeah, it, it is cold, so hence the fire. Um, so anyway, yeah, thanks for tuning into the show. Uh, appreciate those of you who, who do turn, tune in. Uh, please share it with a friend. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Please enter our raffle. Um, I might edit in a a little entry here, or we'll get to it next week. Um, But the the forum should be on our website. This is theplacesports.com. 
should pop up right when you go to that website. So just enter in your information. We just need your email. We're asking for your address as well, just so we can send the prize directly to you. That way we don't have to mess around with, uh, you know, contacting you back and forth and all that. We'll just send it right out to you. Uh, so please do so. And, um, you know, That's I want to give one last shout out oh, okay? because talking about the snow and all that, uh, I want to thank my neighbors for helping clear our walks and driveway and that as I, uh, you know, get my health back and strength. So another shout out, but it has, it was snow related, but yeah. uh, I'm proud to see you out there skiing and uh, I always wondered what they did up in the mountains in the winter. It's time. fun. Yeah, it's fun. But, and yeah, thanks to, thanks to. Those of us who are helping, those of you who are helping us out, um, even a little gesture like that really means a lot. So we, we appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's hit it. We'll get back to it soon. See you next time.